I'm Mallory Rubin. And I'm Van Lathan. Check out the Ringerverse podcast from The Ringer for all things superhero movies, nerd culture, and fandom entertainment. We have instant reviews and fun takes on all the latest news and more available now on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Hello and welcome back to the Stadio Podcast. I'm Musa Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, man. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Yes. Good. I know you're good. Good We had a conversation about something beforehand. Ah, ah. We're not going to disclose what it was, but ah, I would ah. like to raise a question to the Stadio listeners. Ah, 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 In ah. your opinions, ah, ah, do you ah. think Musa Kwonga has <laughs> A, <laughs> got that dog in him, or B, <laughs> not got that dog in him? It's <laughs> just a... That's just a question I want to ask people. So you can you can reply to a tweet. You can tweet us at Stadio and let us know if you think Moose has A, got, he got that dog in him, and B, not got that dog in him. Everyone's going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Anyway. Moose laughed the entire intro. What's going on there? Yeah, well, never you mind, dear listener. Never you mind. We'll find out when good times. it is time to find out. Good times, good times. Anyway, uh, we hope everyone's staying safe, staying well. Yes, and, absolutely. And uh, staying warm if you're in a part, yeah. of the, part of the world where it's getting chilly. Because it is chilly. Yes, yes. I might need to buy some more long johns. Man, I'm stocked up. It might be long john season. Long john season. Without doubt, we can agree it's long john season. Do you know what it is though? What's Shout that? out to Sean Yu. It's soup season. Oh my goodness. It is most definitely soup season. Just had a cracking, soup season. Had, a, had a lovely red Thai curry soup just now. Yes. Oh, good yes. times. I, I need to make some soup because I'm getting sick. So. Yeah, yeah. Sort that out. Yeah. I got football fever. <laughs> 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 What day are we on? It's Friday. Yes. So you and I are going to discuss the conclusions of Group G and Group H. Yes. But we're going to keep it pretty brief today and then we're going to get out of here. A little bit of an update to the schedule. Musa and I will be recording a Stadio episode on Saturday evening UK time where we will talk about the Netherlands against USA and Argentina against Australia. Mm-hmm. We will then not do a Sunday night episode. 
because you and I will be joining Ian on Writer's House on Monday. You will indeed. Then we're going to do Wednesday. So next week there will be Monday morning Writer's House, Wednesday morning Stadio, and then Stadio on Friday. So that's the schedule for next week because we've also got a bit of travelling to do, so we've got to, got to yes. relocate. So we hope that's all good for you. If it's not, <laughs> please don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> at me. Yes, at Okwonga, because yep. as we know, he may potentially A, have that dog in him, B, not have that dog in him. Absolutely. Find out. At him. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the football after let's do this. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Where would you like to begin, Musak Wonga? Oh my goodness. Uh, Should we begin in Group H? Group H, yeah, I think we have because to. Because Group G basically ended up with the two, the top two as they were earlier going through as the top mm. two in that order. Although we will touch on it because there was a little bit, a little bit of drama, a little bit of chaos. But the real drama came in Group H today. It did. I don't really know where to begin. I think we have to begin with Ghana-Uruguay. Go for it. Just because. So Uruguay beating Ghana 2-0. And this game, look, it was loaded, obviously, because of what happened in 2010 in the quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. This is one of those big what-if moments. Is Asmo Nguyen scores that penalty in a semi-final and Ghana get to the semis. What that could have done for Ghanaian football, football in Africa, transfer fees of players, like that is one of the most consequential penalties results in African football history. And they were denied that moment, that opportunity, potentially by Luis Suarez, who was playing in this game and who was a protagonist and who was arguably the best player on the pitch, which is pretty remarkable. No, I don't think he was the best, but he was arguably the best. And this was a lot for Ghana because they were carrying a lot of that baggage, obviously. Mm-hmm. And also they were struggling for one thing. I think what ultimately cost Ghana in this game was their ability to control the tempo of a game. Mm. And they always felt, and this is not to be too critical of them, it always felt they were kind of chasing that, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I thought Uruguay were probably the best Uruguay we've seen this tournament. Do you know, and it came too late, didn't it? It's so weird for them. Way too late, way too late. And I I wonder why it came so late, because on paper, this is probably a group they should have got out of. Yes, I agree. Looking at that Uruguay today, they were kind of supreme in midfield. Yes. They moved Ghana everywhere. And I know that Otto Addo like, said before the, or after the game that it was, he was talking about not really focusing on revenge and how that's not really a thing that you should do. But it really felt that like Ghana were... I mean, it, it must be so difficult to let that go and not to be influenced by that. And how can you let it go in a way, you know? Exactly. You, need, you kind of need like closure on it in a way. And I think that beating Uruguay today would have given them that. Yes. And I think that Uruguay just were actually very smart in, in using that to their advantage and played football probably as good as we've seen them play. Sending out Suarez to the press conference was a, such a cynical move oh, because it kept yeah. the conversation alive. It was really cleverly done. Now, the thing is, Kudus, Kudus, it's funny, even at such a young age, is in many ways the kind of spiritual leader of that team. 
when I say spiritual leader, in terms of the bravery he exhibited, you know, for him to win that penalty was so clever. It went to like VAR and everything. But the second I saw, I thought that is such a textbook. There was a way that people started earning penalties about 15 years ago, 15 years ago when they started chipping the ball over tackles and drawing mm. contact. And I just thought to myself, you know, brilliant textbook, what he did, nothing, no gamesmanship about it. For him to win the penalty, and there's a lot of talk about who should have taken it. Look, there's a lot of questions about that, but I don't think it should have been, I don't think it should have been IU. I don't think he should have taken it. It's easy to say that afterwards, people say that, but I think even the way he struck it, the lack of intensity, and even his reaction to it. And I thought the moment the, the penalty was missed, actually, it was weird. The moment the penalty was missed, Ghana returned to 2010. Yeah. Because yeah. they actually started that game really quite well, I thought if that makes sense. Like some of the attacking yeah, yeah. was really impressive. They made some inroads and they were playing a fresh game of football and all of a sudden the old dynamic returned. And it was almost like Suarez drew strength from that because he was absolutely locked in. There's a period in the second half where he pulls away to the flank and chases down on the left flank like this long ball that's hopeless. And I'm like, we saw Suarez at Atleti in the, like, the last few weeks. The man was out of gas, right? Mm. And in this game, Gets the first strike off that leads to another goal for Diarrochetta, for the goal Diarrochetta. And then oh. the brilliant, le- the brilliant no look layoff. Oh my God. And the finish for that, the second one, was so good. Diarrochetta's finish. Such a te- technically, such a sweet finish. Do you um, know what it was? It was demoralizing, actually. Yeah, it, it was. was so good. It, it was, was demoralizing. A real hammer blow, yeah. The funny, <laughs> I thought something quite funny about Luis Suarez in this game. I was just like, oh, he's playing like he's 33 again. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. And, you know, he not was quite 28. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 33. Yeah. 33. Like he yeah. can still get on his bike. He's not exactly, you know, yeah. He can still get on his bike. And Suarez in this game, um, he was a protagonist. Mm. Valverde again putting in the shift that he puts in. But funny enough, I wonder if Diego Alonso regrets removing Suarez and he did. There was a penalty shout, a couple of penalty shouts. Drogba, who's been really great in this tournament, so balanced. Yeah. Drogba was basically like, I think the second one's a penalty. And I think, I think Cavani's one actually, in terms of the strict letter of the law, was a penalty. The problem is, mm. when you've been seeking penalties the entire game, yeah, it ca- the, there was something so karmic. It shouldn't be the way. No. But, but there's something very karmic about the way that Uruguay were denied in the end. Because they were seeking penalties quite, from quite early on. And I, I don't like to sort of talk like teams going down east. I don't like to be like that. It's just that, by the time they came to that point where he goes down, one of the reasons it's not going to VAR, I think, is because they've had a couple of, they've kind of cried wolf a couple of times before. And with, sadly, actually, ironically enough for Uruguay, this was actually, this was a wolf. This was a penalty, I think. I mean, I want the correct decisions to be awarded all the time. Mm. Brackets, kind of. But when you push it with the footballing guards enough, yeah. occasionally, again, they're going to be like, not today. Not today, guys. Yeah. Shout out to Casey Evans, who's done some great writing this World Cup. A fantastic follow on Twitter. Casey underscore Evans, I think. And he tweeted that there are two football gods, chaos and irony. Listen, all, all, do you know what would have happened? If Suarez had apologised for the handball beforehand, they would have got one of those penalties. You know what? I think that's right. The football gods saw that and thought, do you know what? We're chalking one off there. And it ended up being that crucial moment. They were denied. And what an irony that Uruguay should go out due to a penalty controversy. And Uruguay yeah. should go out with Suarez already on the bench, just as he was off the pitch the last time, head in his hands. But this time, last time it was head in hands in celebration. This time it was despair. And he had to watch, he had to watch it fall apart. Yes, on another day they could have got that penalty. But 
they should have and could have done better against Portugal. Oh, without question. Without question. And they should have and could have done better against South, uh, against Korean Republic in the first game. And so, yeah, they're a little bit unlucky. But like I say, it's going to come back to, this isn't a pun because it's Luis Suarez, but it's going to come back to bite you. And it was disappointing. It was disappointing, I think, for Uruguay because they had the tools to go a bit deeper. I say, I would, I, look, I, I, say, I would say actually for them, I think that quarterfinal was a good result and second round was par. Yeah. Just because they I mean, don't quite, does that make sense? Dude, they've got, they've got Darwin Nunez, Bentancur and Valverde in the same side. Like that's, it's not that's bad. Pl- that's plenty enough. It's plenty enough. Yeah. Mm. More than most. But they just looked, I, I think we said it in, after one of their games, but they just looked really like a bit dry. And I was surprised. year was a big loss. Araujo is a big loss. Big yes, loss, but, but still, like, but still, they were it dry. It doesn't really change their ability to go, to go forward so much. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, um, it could have been enough. Can I be honest with Ghana? If I'm going to be slightly critical, obviously Korea Republic got a late goal, which changed the complexion of things, but I think Ghana in a position with more composure to have scored more. If I saw that moment, there's a moment in the, I think it was in one of the like many, the universe that has now become extra time. Injury time now is like the quantum realm, isn't it? It's just like, it's just, it's like the moment the 90 minutes comes up, you assume there's gonna be 10 minutes more. And in injury time, there was a period where Ghana had a counterattack and the player shot instead of squaring. And I just thought to myself, at this point, you should be walking into the net. And I suppose my frustration with this Ghana team is, they just lacked composure in the final third so mm. repeatedly that I'm like, is it because you're so unused to possession in these games that you snatched it? Because I saw Manchester United doing this under like um, Van Hal and David Moyes at certain points where you're so starved of possession in the final third that you snatch at chances. But it just felt like they didn't give up the extra pass, if that makes sense. I was going to jump in there just because I do agree with that to some extent, but I also feel like this Ghana side looks, it's actually super talented. It no just question. Looks like no question. Been, yeah. It just looks it. It looks like a side that has not really played together that often, because it has a lot of pieces that have just arrived. Bit another cycle, for example. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And let like Inyaki. Like, Inyaki Williams is a vastly experienced footballer and has been an unbelievable player for Athletic Club over the years. Yeah, but he's only just come into that setup. You know, Tarek Lamptey yeah. has only just come into that. There are players who have only just declared for Ghana who have been kind of thrown in at the deep end, really, and, in terms and, of like, and foot, like going straight to the World Cup. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, Otto Addo's, uh confirmed that he's stepping down, which yeah. is something that he said he was going to do beforehand, which I think is a real shame. But You know, like Napoli end of last year, they had a thing where they were not giving the younger players the keys to the attack. So they kept playing with Lorenzo Insigne, they had Mertens, but actually you had that whole brilliant sort of bracket of like Ossimen. I know Lozano's a bit older, but in terms of like, you know, just giving, or like uh, Elmas, for example, we had like mm. Elmas and Osimhen. And this year they've just said, look, this is kind of your team now. And I always felt, even some of these games of group games, I know that Lamptey's not been in the mix that much, but Lamptey's elite, right? And Lamptey should have had more minutes, in my opinion, just in terms of the ground he can break. He's done unafraid. He's a fearless footballer. So I just feel like if anything, I felt Ghana slightly had the handbrake on in this tournament. Like, I think if you're going to go out, go out bold. Mm-hmm. you know because then at least you can say we went out and we basically like gave our best shot we played on the front foot all the rest of it so yeah mm-hmm. maybe a bit of, but maybe next time maybe next time I mean some uh, the Ghana fans outside the stadium seem to be celebrating because 
not only did they go down, but they took Uruguay with them. They did, they did. Uh, or they kind of did. They they didn't really, but Uruguay did go down with them thanks to a last-minute goal. This goal is incredible. From He Chang Huang, which sent them through to the second round. And honestly, this goal was unbelievable. Everyone's seen it by now, but like in terms of the what it meant, the context, the time of the game, and to be honest, the game state. There's that screenshot that I sent you. Mind blowing. <laughs> Just as Son's about to release the ball, he's basically surrounded by one, two, three, four, five, six Portugal yes. players. Yes. Six, and he somehow releases this pass, and it's absolutely perfect. It's Bergkamp Jungberg. That's what it is. It's Bergkamp Jungberg. In terms of the timing to draw that coverage. When Son gets the ball, mm. it's already an injury time. It's one all. Portugal have made several changes since the first game, but still it's a tight game. But, but Korea Republic have been playing their way into the game more and more. They're, putting, they're knocking on the door, as they say. He makes this break and he's obviously knackered. Son knackered with the ball is still quicker than 80% of players in world football. He's mm. not quicker than the men tracking him. So they catch when they edge the box. And what's incredible, the run that Huang makes. Huang comes from out of shot. He comes from out of shot. Yeah. The man is yeah. running his guts out. Yeah. And he basically doesn't really hold his run. He basically like doesn't check his run that much. No. The pass is perfect. Perfect. Son sees him coming and angles this pass in and it's glorious and it's just, it's off the well, line. I, dude, honestly, it's one of my favorite goals of the tournament so far. Right. Honestly, Bergkamp, I mean that. It's Modric, so good. It's just up there with the best passes you've seen. It's so, so good. Honestly, Incredible. I, I mean, it may look quite simple. It doesn't. No, it really doesn't. It doesn't I, because you see them collapsing onto him when you, when you see them all chasing him. Yeah. The five, six like Portugal players and they're like, stop him, get that man but down. They're, 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 but the thing is that if you actually look at it again, they essentially, they're like, go on then. Do you know what it's like? It's like watching the Chicago Bulls and it's like watching the, the defence, the, the help defence collapse onto Michael Jordan and he kicks, kicks it out to Steve Kerr. It's like that. The kick out. I completed your metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. <laughs> 301 Stadios. We did it. <laughs> and that will be the final ever episode of Stadio, everyone. Thanks very much for listening. We've had a ball. We it's completed it. We now need to go and pursue other <laughs> challenges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Um, yeah, this goal was unbelievable. I, I'm, I, I, and I felt like it's incredible. Goal. I don't know. I, it's just sometimes I, it's, I, I find it really difficult to explain why certain goals make you feel certain ways in the World Cup. And I think in in one sense it was this. And listen, I'm you know I'm not from Ghana. I have no have have no like mm. no horse in that race. Let's yeah. say, but there is this kind of. Because of everything around it, it was, I don't know, it's just narrative wise, it was so unbelievable from yeah. the story and the yeah. timing of it. And then you cut to Suarez and Suarez is like distraught because he knows that this is his last opportunity. And he can't another World Cup in another four years. No, not, 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 the intensity, not the intensity no. he's been playing at. Not possible. And, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I don't want to piss off any Uruguay fans by saying I wanted them to go out because I didn't. But I think that. It was just an amazing moment. If you're going to be beaten like, by a, anything. It's, it's a, yeah. an amazing World Cup moment. And then you have the celebrations at, uh, yeah. uh, at the end when they see, because they're waiting. They're yeah. waiting to see if Uruguay have gone through, if they score another goal. Because if Uruguay score another goal, they're through. Right. And they don't. And then you have the celebration where Son just throws his mask off and he's on the floor. It's actually the Stadio artwork. It's just an incredible it's going to be, I genuinely think it's going to be like an iconic World Cup in, image. I agree. And if you're going to lose 
to anything, you may as well lose to a piece of football like that. Oh, dude, and that's it's gonna it's, it's gonna be down for one of the goals of the tournament, I think, because of the, the speed that we can just keep going over. It, but the speed, it's incredible. The speed the sun is going. I'm and, thinking and the composure to do that, and then and then the finish is just. It's incredible. It's football. an unbelievable World Cup goal. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Portugal finish top of that group. They will play Switzerland, and Brazil will play Korea Republic. Wow. Spicy, spicy ties. All of these ties are unbelievable. So let's wrap, wrap them up. Netherlands, USA, Argentina, Australia, France, Poland, England, Senegal, Japan, Croatia, Brazil, Korea Republic, Morocco, Spain, Portugal, Switzerland. Can I say this as well, Ryan? Has to be said. Morocco, Spain, the food. Oh, here it goes. Sorry, he sorry. Goes. Sorry, sorry. And we've lost him, so it's time to go to a break. <laughs> All right, man, I want to begin this segment with a question. Yes. Question. <laughs> Two questions, in fact. Yes. One from Christoph Simpson said, is Cameroon beating Brazil the literal moral victory to end all moral victories? Abu Bakr's celebration conv- convinced me of this, to be fair. Uh, Max said, an incredibly <laughs> stadio red brackets double yellow card was just given in the Cameroon-Brazil game. Yes, it was, Max. And we will talk about that right now. Because <laughs> in the 90th minute, Vincent Abubakar <laughs> scores a great goal. Yeah. And it, depending on the result of the other game, it could have it could have made things interesting for Cameroon. There's still time for Cameroon to score again. That's yes, the there thing. is. That's the problem. Just get the ball and carry on going. You get another one, you give yourself more of a chance. Takes his shirt off. And Ismail Elfaf, the referee, walks over, taps his chest and be like, my bad. <laughs> kind of daps him up, yeah. taps him on the back, and then gives him his yellow red card. And he's, and Abu Bakr's just like, yeah, 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 you got me. And it was like, it was so, it was, it was wholesome and it was so disappointing. Like, so here's the thing Brazil absolutely laid siege to. <laughs> The Cameron goal. How and, did they not score? Oh well, because Cameron, a mixture of fortitude, um, resilience, and and sheer luck, but mm. most of, primarily the first two, primarily extremely strong defence, collapsing onto Brazil at every opportunity, cutting out the second and third pass, stretch them, making them play hard passes, making Danny Alves go for the Hollywood pass, not the short one. You know, yeah. they really were clever in that respect, and they earned the nil-nil by full time. They go into injury time. Abubakar scores a spectacular header, and actually at that point. It's right there. And the mm. thing is, he came off the field with a slightly sheepish expression. Mm. He was grinning to himself, but he was also embarrassed. They needed to have a little bit less of a chance of going through for that to be super duper comic. Yeah. And he made, I hate, I, I'm going to be really harsh about this. He made it about himself. He made it about, and the, the sad thing about that was, the, th- the thing about what he did was there, like, there's a funny thing with Abubakar as a player where it's like, he should, he's got all the ability and should have been, he had, should have had an even better career than he's had. Mm. And when I say it, what I mean by that is there's small margins that make you have an even better career. And the small margins involve you staying on the pitch and maybe getting a second goal. 
deep into injury time because Brazil are kind of a bit flummoxed by the fact they haven't beaten you yet. And there was five, six minutes for him really to create a World Cup legend for himself. And he didn't do it. Instead, he merely got a winning goal against Brazil. And I just think if anyone's happy with that result, beating Brazil one no, I just think Cameroon might like, dream a bit bigger. You're better than that. You could have beaten a very good Switzerland team. Very unlucky not to. Switzerland, who really showed out against Serbia, and I think kind of gave them a bit of a footballing lesson in terms of the quality. Switzerland always had an extra gear, and Cameroon were arguably better than that Switzerland team. Do you know what I mean? Like in, term, mm. in terms of in, in, that, in, that specific, in that specific game. In that specific Cameroon, game, yeah. I think Cameroon, were better. Not. Cameroon, I think, were better. So that really, I think, look, I always want the best for teams like, in terms of their, their, their potential. I just feel like Cameroon fell below their potential in this group. Mm. That's, yeah. Anyway, that's my, that's my view. Um, in this game, though, should we just give a shout for Davis Depassi? Yes. Who was given player of the match um, for his clean sheet. And, and that's fair. That's and fair. he's also, like, you know, all of a sudden playing games because Anana's gone home. That's wild as well. Yeah. Whatever the reasons, if you think of the fact that, like, two of Cameroon's leading players were not on the field when they were needed most for whatever reason... It's pretty impressive they did what they did, I think. Yeah. Didn't have a Nana for the, for, the, for the Serbia game. Didn't have a Bubakar for those crucial five minutes of injury time. Who knows? It'll go down as a bit of a what if, I think, this one. You know, I think it's been a the theme of this World Cup. Just, <laughs> it's going to sound like such a cop-out, but it's maths. There were just and too maths, many. I think there were too many yeah. good. There were too many too good teams to go through. Yeah, you yeah. know, we talked about Germany going out and there's going to be this huge... Uh, <laughs> huge debate back in Germany especially about you know after what happened in 2018 mm. I think this side is way better than the results yes. suggest I think they should have gone through that group we mentioned this on last night's show mm. but yeah I think that Cameroon were obviously not one of the best sides in the tournament but they could have snuck through this group stat from Opta that said this is the first World Cup tournament to see no side win all three of their group games since 1994. So, the maths, yeah. the maths support the theory. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we go to the other game then because Switzerland went through second and um, this, was a, this was a really fun game. Shouts to everyone who decided to watch Cameroon Brazil as their main game. Mm. I did not, actually. I didn't I, either. I watched this one. <laughs> this, was, this, had, this had all the reasons I would watch it. All the reasons I'd watch it. I mean, for obviously very, very off-key reasons that I shouldn't, I, and I won't make, make light of, but let's just say I was extremely surprised that this game stayed as calm as it did and that it took so long for it to slightly ball over a little bit. It was relatively amicable. You know, it's funny actually because the protagonist in this game kept a lid on it. The people that could have made it escalate didn't actually. Mm. You know, so... The headline being that Switzerland advanced by beating Serbia 3-2. These two teams played each other in the last World Cup. Uh, mm. Fastly raised temperature in that game. Um, Switzerland winning 2-1. Controversial celebration at the end by Shakiri. Yes. And in this game, Shakiri scores the opener. And it's, he's had a funny career, Shakiri, because... Do we need to explain why? Basically, it's, uh, it's long yes. story short, it's, yes, it's, yes. It, it regards to Belgrade's uh, refusal to acknowledge Kosovo. Yes. A legitimate, legitimate region, correct. And now the, the pretext of this game, so the context for this game was that a few days ago, after the game against Brazil, they found a banner in the Serbia mm. dressing room and the Kosovo sports minister was horrified, was on social media going, this is terrible, what's FIFA doing about it? 
So there was a lot of surrounding context for this yeah, game. Yeah, FIFA went to investigate it, but I haven't seen any like I have not seen any follow up. And, and 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 so I suppose really that some credit the game was conducted in this spirit because it didn't go as far as it could. Certainly not as bad as the last time. And the football actually was really quite good. I mm. thought, and here's the thing about Switzerland, one of the big things for them, they've always been a tough side to be in tournaments recently, recent years. But they're now one of the most fun teams to watch, which is an evolution. Mm. They're playing style. They're playing with a lot of joy. Ricardo Rodriguez, some of the great long passing, Brill and Bolo just creating chances and chaos everywhere. Nithin Tap together and Shakiri and Chaka with big time performances. These are players actually, Shakiri in particular, Shakiri goes to another level when he plays for Switzerland. If you look at his <laughs> yeah, career stats and his goal stats, you're like, this guy's not at the level he should, like, if you think about his club career, given his talent and given the peak he can reach, especially in this game, I mean, he just, really impressive. Um, what were your highlights in this game though? Um, Vlajovic missing an absolute sitter <laughs> and then converting <laughs> A uh, an unbelievable an unbelievably low chance goal. Yeah. Surrounded uh, by maybe three people. Curious. Curious, curious guy. Like basically just swerves the easy ones. Finishes the really, Maybe really he goes ones. into, you know, like Juventus, he feeds off scraps. Maybe yeah, he was I mean, in the Juventus that, mode of he, like. The goal he scored is, is some, I swear I've seen him score that goal already like 10 times for Juve. Right, right. Because he doesn't because get it, the kind of cohesive attack. Yeah. 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 Uh, also Mitrovic's goal was lovely. And, but His movement so for was that. Bolos and so was Froilers. Like for, all the goals in this game, I thought were really good. Oh my god, the winner, the yeah. eventual winner, Froilers' goal, the layoff, and the touch and the movement. Switzerland were not doing that in 06. They really weren't. Like the Switzerland team that we have now, even in twenty ten, they weren't doing that. The Switzerland team now, legitimately, is fun. I like them a lot. I re really like them. Yeah. They got a very good chance against uh, against Portugal. Yeah, they totally do. The one bit of needle, really, that kind of... Was it Shakiri Shakiri celebrated. Well, it's, no, it started with a celebration. So Shakiri oh, yeah, yeah. scores a goal early, fingers to his lips, shush the crowd. Vlajevic scores a bit later, finger to lips. I was like, also, ooh. He also, he also grabbed a part of his body that, you know... I mean, yeah, this is a family podcast, so we don't... Yes. <laughs> so I thought, oh, there's a bit of a to and fro going there. And then at the, at the very end, there's a bit of a ruck between check on a couple of Serbia plays and I thought to myself yeah okay they're trying to feel something obviously you know what, obviously stuff has been said but they're trying the way to feel that something handled, the way that Xhaka handled that was legitimately menacing because he was being kind of not, not roughed up but he was being he was outnumbered and he was being pushed towards the hoardings and he was just cutting a look and I was yeah, like that was, a, that was a lot yeah I was like I was like oh uh, my god but I, I think Xhaka might be about to snap and then luckily didn't yeah. <laughs> someone chucked in the right house group a meme of Xhaka just saying, I need new haters because the old ones became my fans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I say shout out to Mbolo for the peacemaking though? Yeah. Shout out to Braille, Braille for the peacemaking. No shout outs to Dennis Zacharia, who was a naughty boy and was trying to ramp it up. Jesus. So I was like, get Dennis out of there. Man, you've been, match, there. you've been matched for five minutes, my man. Listen, my guy. Yeah. Listen, was that, that, was the, that was the first one, wasn't it? I think when the benches came out as well and everyone was just like, get Dennis out of there. Like, and then we talked so many times about like Pogba and Mbappe having the energy of like big brother, little brother. Yeah. It's very much that with uh, Mbola and uh, Zachariah. <laughs> They're probably different ages, but still like the energy is different. Also, just another shout out for Xhaka's redemption. It's just, yeah. but yeah, man, Switzerland are fun. Yeah. And uh, the World Cup group stages have wrapped and they were very exciting. They were. Anything else you want to cover? 
No, I think we're good, actually. I think we're good okay, at this point. Should we wrap it for there? Let these, let these good people go about their days or their evenings or their weekends. Absolutely. I go about mine, I tell you that. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> you can't <laughs> see this, everyone, but Moose is there. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's dressed on up one. to the nines. He's dressed <laughs> up to the false nines. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. That'll do us for tonight. Hope everyone's staying safe, staying well, getting some rest. Make sure you get that rest if you can. Yeah. The football is relentless. The WSL is back this weekend. And do you know what it is next weekend as well in the WSL? The Manchester Derby. Oh my goodness. Uh, don't forget to check the ring.com forward slash soccer. We will be back on Saturday night and then we'll, it'll be right as Monday, Stadio Wednesday. Don't forget to check the Stadio Outro's place on Spotify. Speaking of which, we're playing out on... It's Friday night. Yeah. It can only mean one thing. <laughs> Risk A3... <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't know about that <laughs> <laughs> essence of a dream an absolute classic reissued on dark entries last year anything else you want to add Moose Dog I think nothing you want further. to add something no no, no nothing nothing further do it no 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 alright everyone much love we'll, we'll see you tomorrow night see you then late at night I'm drawn to you like a moth drawn to a flame oh girl I can't resist your love runs deep inside my veins I need to stay away a thousand times I must have tried But you have control more than I want to realize So baby, do it for me Oh, do it for me.